Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Dong City, October 12th edition, 35th show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Vince, Rob, how are you guys doing today? We have a lot, a lot, a lot of action going on. So let's get it. Doing great, Henry. Uh, it kind of snuck up on us this week. We had uh, obviously a lot of baseball to get to, which we're going to get to. And then we have some other stuff that's happened around baseball as recently as a few hours ago. Yeah. So a lot to get to. Uh, this is the time of year, as we've been saying, that it is great to be a baseball fan, especially as football falls apart every week. Uh, it is nice to not have that burden on our shoulders for once. Yeah, football's been, uh, for me at least, hasn't been fun this season. As as you kind of predict, team that loses the Super Bowl usually goes through some shit the next year, and we are in the middle of going through some shit. So, <laughs> yeah, let and- me down. Niners let me down. It's not a good weekend. It's been tough. Lucky for me, um, no other sports exist to me anymore, so it's just baseball. Of course, unlucky for me, my only baseball team uh, <laughs> went home this weekend So or this week. So we'll get to that. But first, we want to get to um, just a, a more somber note as far as baseball updates go. We actually lost two legends this week. Yeah, first one was Whitey Ford. That happened the basically hours before the Rays and Yankees played the deciding game five of their divisional series. And then as of uh, today, Joe Morgan passes away. So two, no doubt, Hall of Famers, two legends of the game, um, both passing away this week. And Henry, this continues a trend of 2020, man, where we have lost a mm-hmm. series of legends from the game. Dude, last week hurt because, you know, Whitey Ford, us being Yankee fans, we know what he means to the franchise, arguably the greatest Yankee pitcher ever. Um, Al Kaline also passed away in 2020. Lou Brock passed away, Bob Gibson. And, you know, now Joe Morgan, which sucks because Joe Morgan was not only an amazing player, but you got used to hearing him on Sunday Night Baseball. You know, he he had a thing going when he was fun and he, you know, he was exciting to listen to. I probably the the best Sunday night baseball has been ever since because it hasn't been that good. But, uh, you know, Joe, Joe Morgan, man, losing another legend. And uh, I think we just need to hit, push the fast forward to hit January 1st already. Yeah, it's, um, you know, Whitey Ford obviously meant a lot to baseball historians, meant a lot to Yankee fans. I wrote my, you know, thoughts on that passing when it happened. Joe Morgan, though, was uh, kind of like a universal mm-hmm. figure because of his broadcasting career afterwards. Um, fire Joe Morgan, ironically, one of my favorite websites ever is, uh, you know, that kind of put him in another stratosphere, even though it was anti his broadcasting, um, producer of the office starting and ending that website. So, uh, yeah, Joe Morgan was, was kind of like that guy, you know, he, he was, you listened to him. He said some funny stuff. He said some silly stuff. Um, but at the end of the day, that's a guy you respected, maybe the best second baseman ever, at least of the last, you know, 90 years. Um, and part of the Big Red Machine, which was just one of those classic baseball teams. So yeah, yeah, definitely. And you know, like I said, he he had that charisma as a player, and then as he aged, you know, he had that what I call old man charm about him. You know, you can tell a, a joke, and even if it's not quite funny, he said it in a way that made you chuckle because he had that old man charm to him. Him and John yeah. Miller on Sunday nights, you know, they, they were really good, man. He's definitely going to be missed. Yeah, he a uh, uh, grandfather to us basically had that grandfather charm and and warmth and to him. If you didn't have a black grandfather, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was my black relative right there, Joe Morgan. 
Um, so rest in peace to Joe Morgan and Whitey Ford, by all accounts, two uh, great ambassadors of the game. Rob, I know that you also wanted to say something about Joe. So welcome to the show, by the way, Rob. And Thank what do you, you have to say? Thank you. Yes, well, Joe Mo- Morgan. Yes, definitely. Um, he's he's going to be, be missed um, from um, being one of the great announcers on Sunday Night Baseball. But one thing I still remember about Joe Morgan, seeing his old highlights. I mean, I wasn't around when he was um, playing, um, playing, but um, his batting stance was just crazy. He had like this mm. this little chicken thing going on when it came to um, batting, and it was basically because of it. You know, it, it helped his timing. And man, he was one of very good, very very good hitter back in the day. From what from you know, big part, part of the big red machine and everything like that, and part of a great team, Pete Rose and everybody, Johnny Bench, whole bunch of legends on that on that squad, and he was one of them. Yeah, yeah. you know they crushed the Yankees at one year, but we'll forgive him for that. Um, all is well now. So anyway, we wanted to get to that. Uh, obviously, you know, losing two more legends never never great. Um, but there's also baseball that is taking place. And I know you guys here in the comment section already on top of it. I'm getting updates as we go. Um, right now, Astros and Rays trying to finish up their game. <laughs> it's um, it's 4-2 in the ninth with two outs and runners on. So we'll see how that ends. And then I'm sure Henry and I, just an inkling, might have a lot of thoughts as far as that series and the teams involved in it. But first, Henry... Let's go to the NL. We never get to go. We never get to really start and go with the NL. I'm actually excited because I don't have any dogs in this race. That's your fault. We are biased <laughs> ass Yankee fans, so we always start with the Yankees. Uh, you're right. I, That's what people I, care about. I control everything about Dog City, and that is my fault. I take full responsibility. Usually, we start with the Yankees. This time, we we've got some Dodgers fans watching too. Real we quick. gotta pay them back. It sounded like you said, I can troll. And I was like, yes, yes, you can. I can do that too. Yeah. So, but no trolling in this series, just props. This is Dodgers and Padres. Now, he who must not be named in this, uh, in this podcast over here, one of us had a Padres prediction over the Dodgers. The other two of us, not quite. That is Bellinger robbing the Padres, and that moment represents the closest the Padres came to winning a single game in this series <laughs> because they got swept by the Dodgers. Henry and I both called it. I have the Dodgers in the World Series. I think you do too, Henry, since before the playoffs started. Look, sometimes in life and in baseball, there are juggernauts and there are favorites, and sometimes that is exactly what they are, and there's no reason to question it. That's what I said uh, two weeks ago, and I'm still saying it about the Dodgers. I did, There's no reason for me to think that the Braves or the Brewers or the Padres or the Rays or Astros, no reason for me to think anyone's going to stop this team. They're that good. They proved they were that good in the regular season. They've got the cachet of being that good from past seasons. They've got the talent to be that good. They're that good. It's that simple. And we will see them debut in about an hour. I disagree a little with something you said there, but I'll, I will touch on that as, as we go along in the show. But okay. Yeah. But uh, yeah, like you said, oh, for the record, this is just for bragging rights. Yeah. So I'm, I'm looking at our uh, our Dong City official uh, bracket challenge here, and I see that there's no way I can be caught. I'm already declaring myself the Dong City winner. I have eight correct choices. You have six. Rob bringing up the rear with five, and we have the same World Series matchup, so you cannot catch me. Dong City bitches. 
Good for you. What was it because you you had the uh, where did you get me on? It was the Yankees were one of them. The Yankees and the Padres. Padres. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, this is the Cardinals fault, not mine. It's completely on them for losing that series when they had a one zero lead. Um, Looking through the comments here. Yes. Uh, Well, we have Braves fan Pedro in here. I'll leave him be for now. You know what, um, uh, um, Pedro? I owe you an apology. We we got we got an update here. We got an update. We what do you have? We have a final. Uh, four Thanks. two for two. Uh, the Rays. Uh, they up two games to none. Where's your shame. fucking garbage can, motherfuckers? Where's your garbage can? It's really upsetting, Rob, because you know we've been so harsh on the Astros, and I'm sure with the bases loaded and two outs with the game on the line, not know you know knowing what was going to come was would be no statistical advantage at all. These are just the things we look at. No, no difference. Two runs, by the way. Three runs, by the way, in the series so far against the Rays pitching. So we'll get to that later. But um, you know, good thing the Astros aren't cheating anymore. So. I'll leave this right here for the rest of the show. Yeah, just leave that out. So it's, just, it's like a murder investigation. When you know, the murderer can see the object that was involved in the scene of the crime, it you know makes him sweat a little bit. That's what we're going to do. Oh, but I, I was saying that I owe Pedro an apology. I think we all do. But I will say, Pedro, the Braves came to play, man. They they best arms in, in the postseason right now. They're doing what they have to do. And, and they're on their way to the LCS. So congrats. And let's talk about those Braves. Dodgers have an opponent, maybe not for long, but this is the Atlanta Braves. So take it away, Henry. You got my man, Sixto Sanchez, which I absolutely love. He goes high heat. Travis Darno has swings at a pitch he has no business swinging at. Two man on. That clears the bases. He ends up at third base on the throw. That gives them a, uh, what's that, three to one lead, three to nothing lead. And he just left that in his own. Then over here, you have my man, Panache, ending the game. They celebrate. Acuna, I mean, Acuna, did he reclaim his spot as the, the, the best player in the game after trial right now? I mean, he's on fire. I, I think right now Acuna, he, he claimed he's reclaimed the spot. I know he, he kind of started a little sluggish, but that man's on fire. Give me him over Cody. Call me crazy, but give me him over Cody. I would agree with that right now. Um, Cody is fantastic obviously i i just don't know acuna to me has more it's going on it. Uh, he has it yeah right that's a good way to put it he has it um yeah we'll see i mean that, that's gonna be a really good thing to follow and so add, add soto add tatis into there i mean those those are guys who are in the nl are gonna be just wonderful yelich i think still has some years um, those guys are going to be great to follow for years on end in the NL. Uh, for now, we have Dodgers and Braves in the NLCS. We're going to come back to that. Let's take it through the other teams that are still left, right. And that brings up Astros and Oakland, who just had their series. Oakland, we hardly knew you. Uh, this is Montez in game four. Houston already up 2-1 in the series, and that is going to be a no-doubt-about-it shot. Three-run home run. Down 3-2, that was really the difference in game four. Astros would score something like 100 runs. Um, Astros, 33 runs in that four-game series against Oakland. I have thoughts on that we'll get to as well. But the the Astros do go on. They beat Oakland in four games. They're in the ALCS at least for another couple of days. And uh, and they, they're in that final four party again for the fourth year in a row. So 
Yeah, Paris they Houston. Ass, they put an ass whooping on Oakland. Oakland just mm-hmm. failed, failed baseball like the Twins failed baseball. And you guys go in the garbage can right now. You guys yeah. stay there until further notice. Oakland, as usual, did not bring their best for this time of year. That seems to happen a lot. They peak in, like, the middle of the season. This year was kind of weird. They peaked, like, the first, I guess, half of the season. And then it seems like they either get an injury or someone stops performing or whatever the case may be. And by October, it's not the brand that we know them as for the rest of that year. And that's exactly what happened again. They barely got by the White Sox. They have a built-in excuse this time. They did lose their best player, best third baseman in baseball. I'm saying it over and over until everyone starts to agree with me. Um, You know, they have a built-in excuse, but they do have other guys on that team that should have picked up the slack. Matt Olson disappeared the entire season. I think he hit 100 in the postseason. They had the pieces. They did absolutely nothing with it. Yeah, not not enough production from the rest of that team. One guy can't carry them. We don't know. I mean, I that series wasn't close enough for me to be like, well, Matt Chapman makes a difference. Maybe psychologically, not yeah. on the stat sheet enough. Uh, Houston, it, it really, Oakland's pitching was the main issue. Oh, yeah, they, they, they yeah. didn't show up at all. No, they didn't. So Houston's there. Henry also had probably the best series of the entire postseason so far, not just saying that because I'm a Yankee fan. But we had Yankees raised that actually went the distance. Yankees raised went the distance. This one hurts. You know, I'm going to set this up before we hit that play button, Rob. Well, never mind. But <laughs> Chapman, man, if you watch that at bat, he threw him three fastballs. You know, what do you pronounce the name? Brossard, Brossard, whatever. You know, this guy was Brousseau, on. I think. Brousseau, Brousseau. Yeah. He was on every fastball each time he threw it. Gary gave him a, you know, Two, two calls for a slider. Chapman shook him off. As a Yankee fan, you felt that coming. You just felt it coming. He was on every fastball before that, better and better and better. And he just takes Chapman deep. Go ahead, Rob. Hit it. There you go. He takes Chapman deep. That ends the game. That ends the series. Yankees get to get laughed at because that's what happens when you're the best and everyone wants to be like you. When you lose, you hit it. G-Man Choi looking like Kung Fu Panda this entire postseason. Um, you know what? I, I'm not going to get mad. You know, there was some calls that went against us, the game two debacle. But at the end of the day, if you're being an honest baseball fan, the Tampa Bay Rays are a better put together team than the Yankees. And, yeah. and they won and they deserve it. I, I did my I, I did predict something about, well, it was one series too late, but I did predict something that Aaron Boone was going to fuck it up somehow. You did say <laughs> that. You did say that. I remember yeah. that. Great no, job, that was, Rob. That was an amazing prediction that I don't think anyone else could have possibly made. But uh, it's prop, not like we have an entire segment dedicated yeah. to hookups. <laughs> Props to you, Rob. That was a great call. I, I will say that game five just is everything personified about October baseball. That game, every pitch mattered, every run, every everything you felt, every strike ball call, everything mattered that was October baseball that was the only game this postseason that I got that feel on I didn't get it in any other game in that series I didn't see it in any of the other series but that game personified October baseball I peed 11 times during games four and five in that series that's not even an exaggeration I don't know if it was nervous peas or not but I could not game four I, it just didn't feel 
like that was when it, the series was going to end. And Henry and I both had the Rays winning in five. So none of this outcome was at all surprising to us. Um, it just didn't feel the way the rest of that series went. It didn't feel like it was going to end in four. It didn't. It went to game five. And I don't know about, about you while you were watching the game, Henry. I never thought at any point the Yankees were going to win that game. I was hopeful, but I never I really thought, thought we were going I, to do it. I thought we were going to win once um, Garrett Cole calmed down after the first inning. He yeah. was just mowing him down. When Boone took him out too soon, I said, uh, I don't like the move. If you're a Yankee fan, you know Chapman cannot go more than an inning. He showed it. Um you push Britain, you know, and even when Britain started to, to get hot, you pulled them too early. I, I just, you know, Aaron Boone mismanaged the series. But again, I don't want to make excuses. Tampa Bay came to play, and, and they did, man, because they've been kicking our ass all year. It was a hell of a series, but that, that game five was just spectacular, man. Yeah, and t- Tampa has created a team that is automatically a bad matchup for everyone. There's no team... Yeah in baseball that is a good matchup for the race. There's teams that are better, but there's not teams that are a good matchup. We'll get to that in a little bit, but let's go back to the NLCS now and actually break this down now. Braves, Dodgers. It's not what I predicted. I don't think it's what you predicted either, Henry, Um, but it makes sense. (laughs) You know, that's the thing. Like, I think, I think everyone, myself included, overthought the Braves, Um, We look a lot at that franchise and how it always seems to just not show up for October. We look at the pitching and how it generally, you know, they lost Fulte, they lost Soroka. Um, The bullpen usually has like big collapsing moments, even though it's been good all season. The offense is good. I don't think anyone questioned that at any point, but you look at the Braves and they are exactly kind of where they deserve to be, uh, which is, the second best team in the NLCS and they're playing the number one seed Dodgers. We've got exactly what you could have picked if you picked the chalk in the brackets Um, and it's Braves Dodgers. And I think this will be a decent series. I think it'll be a good series. This is definitely in, in my mind with the benefit of hindsight, the best matchup the Dodgers are going to have. I think a lot of us got hot for the Padres, um, but I picked against them in the first round for the exact reasons that showed up in the second round, which is that they're still a young team. They didn't have a lot of great pitching, you know, that was healthy uh, and Dodgers kind of just handed it to them, but the Braves still have Ian Anderson. They still have um, who's pitch uh, Max fried. They still have Kyle, Wright. Look, I'll say this straight to Pedro. I'm not a Kyle Wright guy. That guy sucks. And I think the Dodgers are going to blow the doors off of him whenever he But he's, get, he's getting it done, though. Yeah, he got it done against the Marlins. That was right. the nice part of what I wanted to say. But at the end of the day, I am not a car. Like, these, this is the difference when you look at these series, right? The Marlins probably shouldn't have been there against the Braves, if we're being honest. I mean, it was a 50 50. They're going to beat the Cubs. And it was only a 50 50. They're going to beat the Cubs because the Cubs aren't very good. Because the Marlins were like fantastic. We had a lot of theories. Henry and I both picked the Marlins to beat the Braves. So credit to the Braves. They instead swept the Marlins. Wasn't even really close in any of the games. But at the end of the day, the Marlins are a mediocre team. The Cubs are a mediocre team. The Reds turned out to be a mediocre team. Braves had the better end of that bracket. They did what they had to do. They took care of business. But now you're facing a team that is 100 times better than anyone they've faced or anyone who faced them who beat anyone else. So 
In my mind, the Kyle Wrights of the world who have been getting it done, I'll be shocked if he gets it done against this Dodgers lineup. Yeah. You know, I, I at first, if you, if you just look at the teams, you're going to say the Dodgers are going to whoop that ass. But in, when you watch how the Braves have played, I, I'm not so sure that that's the case anymore. I have the Dodgers going to the World Series in my bracket. I'm going to stick with that prediction. But I think it's going to be a hell of a series, and I think the Braves are going to push them all the way to seven games. Do you? I'm a little less bullish on that. Um, I really think that pitching has been absolutely lights out. I know all the stars that the Dodgers have, and I know what they can do with the bats, but pitching beats hitting. And right now the Braves are the best pitching team in this postseason. This postseason with everything going on right now, the Braves have the best pitching that's gotten it done on paper. Probably not. You look at those names, you like, like you said, you're like, right, that kid's not getting it done, but they are getting it done. So you got to give them credit. Eventually, Cinderella, you know, the, it strikes midnight, the pumpkin comes out, Cinderella's gone. But right now the, the Braves are doing their thing. And if you go position by position, you can give them five, maybe six position players better than, than the Dodgers, you know. So they're right there, man. This series is not going to be a pushover. I don't think we're going to see, you know, four or five game series. I think it's going to go seven, and I think they're going to entertain people. And, you know, they'll be high on next year. Can I say something about that? Shoot. Yes. I, I call the Braves the 2020 Nets this year. The way they played um, this year, uh, from last year, um, the, the Braves are playing almost as similar, I think. If, if, are you going to go on record and say that the Braves are going to beat the Dodgers? No, they're okay. not going to beat the Dodgers. But it's going to probably go six, at least. With uh, it, They're going to push them. They're really no, going to push them for the series. I'm going to pull, I'm going to pull a Vince. I'm going to go with the Dodgers, but it wouldn't surprise me if the Braves you game. Can, you going to Look, that's a perfect – I can tell you – that is a perfectly reasonable standpoint to have. <laughs> it is not out of the realm of possibility the Braves will win, but they're probably not going to. I can tell you something about tonight. Don't be surprised the Braves win tonight. Don't be surprised. That wouldn't. Look, I, that wouldn't surprise me. I think that's more likely than them winning the series. Yeah. This is how I feel about it. And <laughs> Carrie Long is after my heart because she has said, let's face it, NL Central is mediocre, which if I believed in having tattoos on my own body, I'd probably get that in celebration of that statement, which couldn't have been any more true after all of the teams lost in the first round. That's bullshit. There's no way you can get any writing of tattoo. You love words too much to have. You don't have enough body space for words if you were to get them tattooed. So, unless I'm going to be the guy from Memento, I'm not getting a tattoo because then I'll just never stop. Uh, no, I'm not a tattoo guy. Bill agrees with you, Henry, uh, and then takes a step further. He thinks the Braves are going to beat the Dodgers. That's not the first time I've seen that prediction. There are There is a contingent of people out there who think the Braves are going to beat the Dodgers. I mean, when, like I said, when you watch how the playoffs have gone and how they played, you know, yeah, like I said, on paper, they, should, they don't belong there. But <clears throat> how they're playing and what, and what they're doing, you can't discredit it. I feel uh, less enthusiastic than both of you when it comes to the series. Although I will say I do actually, I think this will end in six, but I don't think it's going to be one of those sixes where you're like, geez, I wish there was a game seven. I think it's going to be one of those sixes where like, yes, the Braves win two games, but you never had to doubt yeah. um, something like Dodgers go up three, one and Braves win game five, like that sort of series. Right. I look at this you're going back and forth game for uh, game. The, yeah, right. This is where kind of like um, 
No, uh, no, not really. I was going to say like the 2018 World Series, but not really because that ended in five. Uh, but like something like, like there might be one classic in this series. Otherwise, it's not really going to be that exciting. And it's NL baseball, so it's probably not going to be exciting anyway. But um, so uh, uh, AL rules. Yes, with AL rules, that's for some reason the postseason just haven't carried over into the entertainment value. I don't know why. Um, this is kind of what I feel. I'm going to blame Major League Baseball for this. Uh, I was going to use this as part of my Astros rant, but I'm going to use it right now instead. When we had this expanded playoff, there's already a, a segment of the population that's like, expanded playoffs, stupid. And I get it, right? We had the Astros, for example, under 500 make the playoffs. That already is dumb on its own. But if you're on board with an expanded playoff, my issue with this one is that Rob Manfred said in his head, whether he admits it or not, look at college basketball. College basketball is super exciting because they have brackets. We got to go with brackets. And we have to see, you know, we're, we that's the way to have an exciting playoff with more teams in it. And it was a completely asinine thought because college basketball is designed by virtue to have upsets. That's the point. That's why it's called March Madness. It's designed because those teams never play each other. They have different levels of competition. They have different amounts of, of money and experience and caliber recruits that go into it. It is designed where one game, it's a one game series every single time. It's not a regular series. That entire bracket is designed where there's going to be upsets because they're college kids. You look at Major League Baseball, it's got to be more like the NHL or the NFL or anything else where you reseed because that's how professional sports work. We have a postseason not for madness, but to find out who the best team is. So when you have baseball the way it's set up this year, they really, really drop the ball on the brackets getting set up this way. You have... (laughs) <laughs> the below 500 Astros as a six seed because they came in second in the worst division in the AL. You had the Blue Jays who played their asses off with the Rays and Yankees all year as the eight seed so they can get murdered by the Rays in the first round. You had the Yankees and Indians who very well might have been the second and third best teams in the AL this year, fighting it in the first round in the best of three series because they were a four and five seed. And it just, it makes a worse product. And as a result of that, if you look at the AL bracket, we don't have a visual on it right now. You have the White Sox who lost nine of 11 to finish the season. Oakland, who is clearly falling apart at the seams and division winner of the worst division, not the best. The Houston Astros who finished the regular season under 500. And then you have the, the last team in there, which I can't even remember. They're so unforgettable. Who was the fourth team down there? On the AL? Yeah, it is. What's that? Oh, yeah. twins. How, of course, I forget the twins. They didn't win shit. They haven't won shit ever in the playoffs. So you have those four teams on the bottom half of this bracket. And then you have the Yankees and the Indians having to play each other with first and maybe second Cy Young winners facing off against each better, other. Who are better than the other ones for sure. Yeah. And then you have the top seeded race. So what happens in the second round? Because first of all, you set up the bracket this way. And then second of all, you don't recede to correct these mistakes in the second round. You have the Yankees facing the A's and I mean the Rays and it goes five, of course, because those two teams were so evenly matched while the Astros are playing the short bus A's and they're moving on. I mean, just the deficiencies of the bottom half of the AL were so blatant 
that it has created a worse product. And now you have the Astros who are going to get murdered. We'll get to that. They're going to get just crucified by the Rays. And that's my point with the NL too. I specifically agree with everything you said, specifically with reseeding. I think reseeding makes a ton of difference. But you said something in there about March Madness style, you know, my little brain the way it is, you know. How about you just let every fucking team in the tournament? First two teams going to the next round. You wanted one, this before the season started. One game, one fucking game, one game, <laughs> each bracket, and everybody moves on. You want to see fucking chaos? That's how you do it. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> Fuck it. You want to that, that? That's how 2020 should have just been. All 30 teams make it bracket style. After the season is played, everyone gets seated accordingly. One fucking game, win or go home, all the way into the finals. I think we need the World Baseball Classic back is what I'm hearing here from you. Yeah, that's where I would reserve that type of stuff. I, I, the, the one know, thing. It would be extremely hard for me to root for Carlos Correa when he puts his jersey on. <laughs> where, where is Renee? Um, I, <laughs> I, the one thing this postseason did well is it didn't have a one game playoff. That's the one thing I'm happy about is the first round was the best of three. That's how I feel it should be in normal years. Unfortunately, my thought here, and Henry, let me know if you agree. I don't think we're going to have those normal years anymore. I think expanded playoff is here to stay. And I think it's probably going to be like 16 teams. I, I think expanded. Yes. I don't think 16 teams. I think that's just, it's too, it's too watered down. I would love if, 12. If they did that, they would definitely have to recede because you can Yeah. You have to play to your TV partners too. Let's be real. So you want the best possible matchups and you're going to recede. You don't want the fucking A's or the twins in the ALCS or a sub 500 team in the ALCS getting their asses kicked. You know what I'm saying? Come on. Like is, here's a question for for both of you guys. Yeah. Um, Do you think the, the the top two seeds of each um, league get the buy? I don't know that you have a buy. I don't yeah, think a don't buy, a buy in baseball favors baseball. You, it doesn't because if you're hot, you just get cold by having extra time off. I don't like that. I think that penalizes the, the hot teams. Plus, you'd have to have an odd number of playoff teams make it to do that. Right. The two times I can remember basically having a buy was the 1996 Yankees, who had, I think, six days off before the World Series against the Braves and then got outscored 16-1 to the first two games. And the 2007 Rockies famously had, like, a week off before they played the Red Sox. The Red Sox went seven with the Indians, and then the Red Sox swept the shit out of them after they went, like, eight and seven and one or whatever in the playoffs uh, on the NL side. So those are – I mean, it's anecdotal. I'm sure there are other examples where it didn't work out that way, but those are the two that directly come to mind. I don't think by weeks or by games or by anything outside of maybe a day or two is a benefit for an MLB team this time of year. Uh, well, we have bipolar managers, but – Yes, and and some baseball life contributors. What I do <laughs> – Based on this week. Don't, don't open that can, please. <laughs> Wow. No, I, I do like expanded playoffs. I'm, I'm with you. I like 12. I don't like more than 12. And I do like to – I want to get rid of the one-game playoff. I want to turn that into a three-game series played at one park. So you give the team that's the better team, you give them home field for those three games, three games straight played, then the next team. That, that's maybe the only way I'm okay with a bye, where you can make it short. Yeah. You got you, you to give the best teams an advantage – 
you got to give the worst teams a disadvantage. You can't make it an even play field like this year. Everyone's at the same location. There is no home field. I, right. Can the Yankees um, wear pinstripes the next day after wearing the, the road grays? This looks stupid. I'm trying to think how it would work with six teams on each side as far as how the playoffs would be formatted. You can do one, six, two, five. Well, you can one. You can do one, six, two, five, three, four. But then you have three teams. Right. So what do you do then? It'd have to be in my mind fourteen or or ten, right, or sixteen. No, it can be twelve. Well, how would you do it? No, you only have you you're, yeah. It's an it's an odd number, and you can't yeah, even unless there was a buy. But even then. No. Well, what I don't want, I don't want a 16 teams. They're just yeah. sub 500 teams should not be making the playoffs. Maybe you say, or maybe you recalibrate it where you have, all right, if let's say you go 16 teams, here's 16 teams, but that bullshit about first or second in your division, no, I wouldn't reward that because the AOS was a sh- super shitty division this year. I'm so curious. Like, and- I, would, I would do an overall standings. So the, the top eight teams yeah. in the playoffs, like win or loss, you know, forget divisions. The division winners move on, and then the next few teams after that just go based on actual record. I'd be okay with a few circumstances here. And in the, you know, anyone who's listening, feel free to add in your input here as to how you would do. I think expanded playoff is definitely going to happen. They're not going to pass up the playoff revenue TV money. It's just a question of, A, does that mean more teams? And B, does it mean more games per series? Now, one thing I liked about this, Henry, the best of three, first of all, should be a best of three, like we said. And second of all, I like the no off days for a best of three. And I even like I if agree. all three games are in one stadium. They have to be at one stadium. Yeah. I'd go a step further. Three games at one stadium, back to back to back games. And you have to play that fourth game as game one for the next team. The better yeah. team has to have an advantage. So if you do that, then I think you can move towards a 14-team expanded playoff, which is better than 16, probably not as good as 12, because then you can give one team, the, the best team, the bye, but it's only three days, which I don't think is that crucial. You would also have to shorten the season a few games so that on the East Coast, you're not going into, you know. Right. Or, yes, you can't really start the season earlier. Uh, you'd have to shorten it probably like 155 which I don't think is – I think they're looking towards going that way anyway in the next CBA because it has player buy-in. 148, 152, somewhere around there. I'm okay with it. Extend the playoffs. The owners win that way. And call yeah. it a day. So that, that probably is my top choice. Go with 14. I also – by the way, this comes with a caveat. I've said this a few times. Uh, MLB, I think, is going to add two teams in the next five years at some point. Um, I think we're going to see another expansion. Henry wants Puerto Rico. Renee and I don't feel like that's going to happen. Um, I think Vegas is probably a guarantee. <laughs> Realistically, I think the top two teams, the top two locations would be North Carolina and Vegas. Yeah, I, you're going to get an East Coast and a West Coast, I'm assuming. I know that for years they wanted to cut down on that Seattle to San Francisco or Seattle to uh, to the Angels travel or whoever the next one is down from Seattle, Oakland. If you Um, add two teams, I think you you definitely have to realign the divisions as well. Yeah, so that that opens up a whole can of worms. I would go 14 teams out of 32 instead of 30 because you're adding two teams. I would give a – this makes home field advantage ultimate 
ultimate benefit. You don't even have to play in the first round, but you're only off for three days. You can set your rotation. Great. Give It really benefits the top seed in each league. And then I think you do have to play around with the divisions a little bit. Um, you can do a series of things. You can either do all three, you know, keep it three and then just have the top two teams in every division. I don't personally like that. I'm with you, Henry. I think best records period should make the playoffs. Um, and in that case, maybe you go down to two, maybe you go to four. I don't know. Maybe, you, go, you know, there's a lot of leeway there. Well, I'm with it, but you got to have divisions based on geography. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's some restructuring that needs to be done. Like I said, I would bet anything, no pun intended, Vegas would be one of the expansion teams. Vegas is that city right now for adding Hot. sports teams. Yeah, they, not, they have not it. just that. You have a lot of corporate buildings going up. And so there's a lot of corporate money being pumped into. Yeah, Vegas. we will ignore the unbelievable irony that Major League Baseball would add a team in Las Vegas. But that is, you know, when money's on the line, this just happens. It's OK somehow. Um, sorry, no, Pete. No, no Pete Rose sympathy. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, but anyway, so long tangent, the whole point of that was to say that the Braves kind of a similar situation, the Astros, they did take care of business. They beat the Marlins, they beat the Reds and they manhandled them. But if, if you were reseeding, uh, you're playing the Padres and that's a much better series and a better litmus test for me to find out what the Braves really are. Now we're going to find out trial by fire with the Dodgers. I'm going to say Dodgers in six, like I said, but I don't think it's going to be as sexy of a six games as it could be. So now we get to the other side, <laughs> which is uh, AL Astros versus Rays. There's so much to unpack about this, Henry, one of which we touched on, and that was that the Astros had no business being able to play the A's and the Twins the first two rounds to get now, here. Before you Not continue. when the Indians, Yankees, and Rays were on the other side of the bracket. Before you continue, yes, I was going to – give the Astros some credit. I'm not as harsh on them as you are. And then yesterday happened and, and you learned your lesson. And, and then the, the the few Astro fans who decided to, you know, stick their head out all of a sudden, talking a lot of shit, playing the victim, just, just making, saying shit that just doesn't make sense in the group. You know what? Fuck them. <laughs> they get no credit. They get no. no credit. No, they get none. You say they get no credit, but here's why they really don't deserve any credit. Like, I have been taken to task on this a few times. You played the Twins. I picked the Astros to win that series, and I picked it in two games because I knew the Twins were limp-dick, useless franchise, and that's exactly what happened. No credit there. I mean, you have to be a fool to think a team who hasn't won a playoff game this century – it should you should get credit for beating them. I don't care how many buzzers and anything else that the Astros used the last three years, and I think it was three years, they're beating that team just based on the talent. You can go by their scouting reports when they came to the majors. That yeah. Astros team would still beat this Twins team because they're that bad, the Twins in the playoffs. And the A's, just said, and the A's just said, let's replicate that same performance. The A's were falling apart at the scene. I had this argument today. You want to give credit to the Astros for having this great postseason. Let's really, because if you're looking at the postseason, you're looking at an even smaller sample size than an already smaller sample size regular season. Like this is what cracks me up about Astros apologists. You hated the fact we base things on a 60 game sample size over a 162. Maybe Altuve doesn't bat 219, 
That's what we heard all year. When it after after oh Altuve's thirty, he's aging. Okay, let's get past that excuse. Then it becomes oh, it's only sixty games. Now it's like Altuve has four good games against the Athletics, and all of a sudden that forgives the sixty games where he hit two nineteen. Well, let's break it down to use further. Smaller sample size, of course. Yeah, let's break it down even smaller than at this point he had four games against the A's and he's had four games not against the A's in the playoffs. Guess what he's done? What did Rob, how many hits did Altuve they have today? Uh, I think exactly it was, what I'm looking at. One. I think it was just one. He had one. He went yeah, one for four today. Yeah. Jose Altuve is three for 15 against teams not named the Oakland Athletics in this postseason. You want to take a shot as to what average that's around? It's a lot closer to 219 than it is to his 298 career batting average. Yep. So don't give me that shit. The A's had a bad series. They pitched poorly. They happen to play the Astros 10 times this year. They happen to know each other really well. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear it as the A's, they beat up on the A's and that draws conclusions. No, they, they didn't score much against the Twins. They beat the Twins because the Twins offense didn't show up. And they haven't scored in two games against the Rays that they've lost those, both of those games. They've scored three runs in this series. Not to mention you have Altuve and Correa being smug pricks on camera. Yeah, all the time. I mean, what, what kills me is 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 Correa was, you know, he he's been he's been a smug prick the entire postseason and regular season whenever they do something remotely good. And CC Sabathia has some comments for him, and a reporter asks Correa what he's think about CC Sabathia. I saw comment. that. So now, of all you're, you're talking shit to reporters, to other managers, all this. Now you have CC Sabathia, who everyone knows doesn't play. He goes. I'm just going to focus on the game of baseball all of a sudden. Don't be a little bitch. Don't yeah. be shy when CC pulls your card. I think he added to that. I, I can't concern myself with what other people say. Yeah. Well, what did you say in the post-game conference after he beat the A's? Seriously. Everyone's not going to like it. He said, I'll try the card. Like, you don't care what other people have to say. He cares deeply about what everyone else has to say. Absolutely. He is very, uh, very, very sensitive, Carlos Correa. Yeah, Carlos Correa is a complete idiot. And if you want to understand why most fans, and again, inexplicably, not Cubs and Mets for the most part, but most fan bases, why they're not giving this up, it's because the Astros live with their foot in their mouth. And they always have. It's not even this year. It was with the whole, I'm glad we hired that guy in front of domestic violence support, it, you know, domestic mm-hmm. violence garb wearing journalists, uh, supporting a domestic violence offender. I, I mean, the, the list really just goes on and on as it pertains to the Astros looking bad as an organization, the apology that wasn't from Jim Crane, um, everyone with the Astros saying the that everyone's of, doing it. The fact that the manager who got suspended, who was probably the only one to face any real um, ramifications from this, is already going to get a job next year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Domingo Herman is suspended longer than AJ Hinch and the entire Astros organization because of something we're unaware that happened that was related to domestic violence. Now, this is not me saying Domingo Herman should not have been suspended. It's me saying if you think the Astros were suspended fairly and that this story should be over because it's over and done with, that's you're just the, living in delusion. That's, that's the take that kills me. It's in the past. Bitch, it was last year. Right. It was last year and it affected three post seasons. Don't give me that shit. It was in the past. It's over with already. I'm tired of hearing. And of course, the Yankee haters all of a sudden become Met fans looking at you, Joey. Oh, I can't. I, I can't. 
no, you guys got to get over it. No, you can't do this. No, let it go. I'm tired of hearing. Fuck that. They cheated. Yeah. We're going to remind you that they cheated. And what does it mean, by the way, this postseason? What's going to happen? Here's my official prediction, by the way, Raisin 5. I have no problem making that. I would have made that prediction before it was 2-0, by the way. I was ready to make that prediction as soon as the Rays beat the Yankees because the Yankees and Rays are in a different class compared to the Astros this year. Can't prove it for the Yankees now. I can prove it for the Rays. You're about to see it in the next two or three days. Why? What happens now? Because the Astros fans, when they come out from their little manholes, like their Rita from the Power Rangers, what happens when they don't win the World Series, when they don't get their revenge tour, when they don't have their victory tour, when they don't get to rub it in everyone's face. I know the answer to that. They're going to sit there and claim some sort of moral victory because they haven't gotten that far. Oh, Justin Verlander got hurt. Garrett Cole walked. That's the excuse. Well, what was it? I mean, you can't have it both ways. If this postseason was going to mean something for the Astros, if they won the World Series, it obviously has to mean something to the Astros if they don't. So why, why did you bring it up if you were so unconfident about your roster, but this is what it means to me. 2019, the Nationals win in seven games, mind you, as paranoid as it can possibly get about signal stealing. They were changing their signs every single batter, sometimes within the same at bat, Mm -hmm. and got tipped off by many, many different players. The Dodgers had players come to them. The Yankees had players come to them. The Red Sox had players come to them, all giving them advice. Earlier that postseason, the Yankees accused the Astros of sign stealing and the Astros had that infamous comment from AJ Hinch being like, oh, there's paranoid. They're just being crybabies or whatever he said. Oh, he said they're over, uh, over paranoid, I think. Yeah. A month later, the Yankees are, are validated, by the way. That got swept under the... Like, no one's like, oh, great job by the Yankees trying to catch this earlier. It was like, oh, what are you complaining about? There's not sign stealing. And then you find out they were with a relay system. 2009. So, 2009. Yeah. So 2019, they beat the Nationals, who are uber paranoid and uber prepared for sign stealing. 2018, they lose in the ALCS. They didn't make the World Series, but they lost to another team who was sign stealing that we know from an MLB investigation. And then 2017, they beat the Yankees in seven games and they won the World Series in seven games. And you have people who think this didn't make a difference. It went the deciding game with the Yankees. It went the deciding game with the Dodgers. Not just that. It's like I said, the Yankees outscored them. Yankees out hit them. Yankees out pitched them. Every home team won that game in that series. So you can't tell me them cheating didn't make a difference because, of course, it did. Yeah, uh, uh, that they barely won that 2017 World Series. I wouldn't normally bring that up, except in this case. If a team wins a World Series, they win the World Series. But if you're questioning whether they had an advantage, you have to look at those games. Right. They barely won the World Series. They barely got into the World Series. And then 2018, they lose to other cheaters. John Gray, that's for you because he gets mad. No one brings up the Red Sox. Yes, the Red Sox cheated. That explains why they manhandled the Astros. That now Tuve and Bregman were banged up. And then 2019, they they barely lose to a team who is uber aware of their cheating. And it's not hidden. Now in 2020, they're going to get steamrolled in the ALCS. I stick by that. If I'm wrong... I'll come up back here next week and say, you know what? I didn't see the Astros winning in six or seven, but I'm not going to be wrong. If I am, I'll own up to it. You have my word. 
But the Rays are very likely winning this in four, five, or six. Doesn't know how to say I'm wrong. We've proven this already. <laughs> I I'm only going to say I'm wrong when I know I can't be because there's no there's no way the Astros are beating the Rays in this series. No, oh, I agree. I agree with that for sure. So now you're got you have a situation where the Astros don't make the World Series twice. They win the World Series once and they lose the World Series once. And I'm supposed to believe that had they won the World Series, it would mean they didn't cheat. Like, I just don't know what the narrative is supposed to be there. You can't have it both ways. No, I, I agree. And what, what's your official pick? I have Raisin 5, Dodgers in 6. Raisin 5. I have uh, – I, I like the Raisin 5 as well. I think what I will enjoy if it comes to fruition is – I don't know that we've had this in a long time is the best two teams meeting yeah. each other in the World Series. I'm okay <laughs> with that. I'm very excited for, I didn't pick it before the, I picked the A's mainly because uh, the exact reason you just listed, like how, how often do we get a one versus a one in the world series? I figured something had to go haywire and I didn't want that to be the Dodgers. That to me was silly. So I picked against the Rays. The only way I could reasonably pick against the Rays was either picking the Yankees or Indians, which I obviously didn't have confidence in the Yankees and the Indians lost in the first round or picking someone like who was going to win the Oakland Chicago series. So I picked Oakland and they did beat Chicago. They didn't win the next round. It it should be fun because you're going to either have the small market Rays, you know, the David versus Goliath thing. Um, And like I said, the Rays have been an extremely well-run club from top to bottom, from scouting to analytics to, to everything. They they've been, two or three steps ahead of everyone else in the game. And you have the Dodgers who scout well, who make the right signings, make the right trades, draft the right guys, bring them up at the right time. It's going to be a fun series. And I think whoever wins, the narrative is going to be a good one. The Dodgers win, and I don't mind seeing my man Kershaw finally get a ring. Mm-hmm. You have the Dodgers, with one of the most storied franchises in all of baseball, finally getting a ring after God knows how long. You have one of the best pitchers of all time getting a ring, you know? There's a lot of stories hidden in a Rays Dodgers World Series, so I'm I'm rooting for that one. I completely agree. I maybe it's a big market thing. I don't. I'm I'm Italian. We'll go with that. Uh, the Dodgers, to me, I would like to see win the World Series this year. If I had to pick a team left, I would root for the Dodgers. Uh, it's kind of an enemy of my enemy is my friend situation from The Godfather. That's why I bring up Italians. Um, the Dodgers are hated by everyone except really the Yankees. And it's probably because they're cut kind of from the same cloth. They're two big market teams. They, they are smart with their money. They're usually a contender. And that's, that's the reality of the Dodgers. You're right, Henry. These are the two most well-run organizations in baseball, and they deserve to face each other in the Friedman World Series, as Felipe would put it, because he had his, his fingerprints on both these teams. You mentioned you're Italian, and I love that. But do you participate in any of the Giglio Fest? I don't even know what that is. And what? Really? Yeah. Oh, dude. Did you say the Giglio Fest? No, Giglio. Giglio? No. Is that like a prostitution thing? No. You, 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 what kind of Italian are you? God damn it. All right. I'm going to, we're going to go over this off air for sure. Okay. I have no idea what that is. I know Gigli. That's a terrible movie. No, no. That's a horrible movie. It's, it's a thing, especially here in New York. I'm wondering if it's a New York thing now for New York Italians. It probably is. There is not. Look, if I hadn't heard of it, my parents would definitely have told me about it if it was in Florida. So ask your parents about it. You're not going (laughs) to. They're they're from Brooklyn, so they're going to know. Yeah. I'm curious now if they've ever heard of this. 
Um, but no, I've never heard of it. Never participated in it for sure. Um, Something new today. Yeah, unless I was a kid. So anyway, back to baseball. Um, I'm rooting for the Dodgers. I, look, uh, Kershaw deserves a ring. I love, love the fact Mookie Betts would win a ring with the Dodgers instead of the Red Sox because really this is payback for 2013 in my mind. Yeah. Red Sox got to clear their payroll on the Dodgers and win a World Series because of it. Now the Dodgers get to do another trade, take their best player, and win a World Series in part because of it. I like that narrative. It's also fun that I get to root, finally get to root for one of the players that I just think is amazing and Mookie Betts without being like, he's on Boston, so I can't root for him. By all accounts, even on the Red Sox, he is a fantastic human being and a fantastic baseball player. And I was rooting the entire time for his small frame and his wrists to fall apart if he stayed in Boston long-term. Now I don't have to do that. I hope he ages great. Hell of a bowler too. Yeah. I I mean, he's a freak athlete. I don't, I don't even think it's just bowling. I feel like he's good at like other stuff too, but, um, Dodgers have a lot of likable guys. Kershaw deserves a ring. I'm really, really tired of this choking narrative. And it's not just the Dodgers. Like when the Cubs had their narrative, they'll never ever win the world series, even though they arrived in 2015 and you were like, Holy shit. Like we're this talent's insane. Yeah. Um, they won in 2016. I was happy for that franchise because I, I don't like narratives like that unless it's the twins where it's absolutely true. Yeah. But that's what I like. The Dodgers are going to win the world series eventually with this regime. <laughs> and this year makes the most sense. They are the best team. And so far they've shown no signs of choking. I don't think that's going to stop. And it will give people the narrative that it doesn't count because it's 2020, which we knew that was going to come with whoever won the championship. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I said as much in a satirical post that not many people understood was satirical. Well, actually, some people didn't understand was satirical. Uh, yeah, not, if your team not, didn't win, it definitely didn't count. More. <laughs> that was a Seymour post for sure. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, I, I think the Dodgers will win. I think the Rays obviously are the only team that can salvage this World Series matchup, though, if they yeah. if they do win. I agree. Why, it, it's a cool matchup, though, Henry. You've got, you know, the Dodgers lineup's unbelievable. Um, it maybe doesn't even show up in the stats all the time, but one through nine, they're the deepest team in baseball. I don't, I, I don't, I can't really argue that. They have the deepest roster in baseball. They're doing this, by the way, without David Price, who opted out this year, which most people forget. Like Marcus Stroman opts out of the Mets, and they're like, all right, season over. David Price opts out of the Dodgers, are like still a, a World Series favorite. And he'll get a fucking ring. Technically, he'll be a world champion. Yeah, again. <laughs> so, um, I, you know, the Dodgers to me are that juggernaut. Uh, I would be afraid of them. If it was the Yankees, I'd still be afraid of them. But the Rays are run prevention gurus, which makes any lineup struggle. No team that you can point to since they've been doing this with the whole opener thing and and the like 19 relievers has ever destroyed the Rays. Like you can't look at anyone and be like, they have their number. They they just played the game in a different way. That game five, I'm like, okay, Garrett Cole needs to go as long as possible. Mm Mm-hmm. Rays go out there with an opener. They throw one guy out, goes through the goes through the lineup one time, throw a second guy out, goes through the lineup, just throwing guys out that shouldn't be good, and they're just getting out. They just seem confident in what they're doing in their own brand of baseball because that's they what absolutely yeah, they, they buy develop, in. They develop their own brand of baseball. They're good at it. People try to replicate it, and they get burnt. Game two, fuck you. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but they they're confident in it and when you buy into it you're going to believe that this is the best way to play baseball for us and that's what they do and they do it really fucking well yeah they're i mean the rays have everyone bought into that to their concept um and, and this is actually a good this is a benefit of small market baseball because the Rays only really trade for guys who are in arbitration or pre-arb. The guys who stick around, like Kiermaier, stick around for pennies on the dollar. Um, they Or they get, like, very old veterans like Charlie Morton who are willing to take short-term deals because they might be retiring sometime soon. I mean, this is how they build their team. And there's nothing wrong or illegal about that. But one of the nice benefits from it is that everyone buys into this. You don't have an ego that isn't going to buy into it. None of their pitchers have a major ego. None of their pitchers are like, you know, I'm making $30 million. Give me the ball for seven innings. They just all kind of coexist and they flow together under that organization. And it works as perfect as it can be. Dude, they pull talent out of their ass. G-Man Choi, you know, not only is a dude a good hitter, but it's a fucking vacuum at first base. There's balls that he's scooping. He did the split twice against the Yankees, picking balls off the dirt. He's he's agile. He's got range. You look at the guy. He shouldn't do it. He looks like fucking Kung Fu Panda, but the guy yep. plays like he's a ballerina. It, it's just, you know what? Like I said, you, the Yankees got beat by a better team, and we can throw all the excuses, the statistics, and reasoning why the Yankees lost to a better team, and I'm okay with that because the better team should win. They did. They did. And that's why it's not a choke. I get this a lot, too, for some reason from Boston fans in particular, mainly my friends, not people in baseball life. They're like the Yankees choke every year. I'm just like, so they're not. Are they in baseball life? No. <laughs> now so you know why. They're giving you shit, and they're not in baseball life. Those aren't your friends. <laughs> they. I'm just like they lost to a one seed this year. They lost to a one seed last year. 2018, they lost to a one seed. 2017, they lost to a two seed after beating a one seed, but they were a wild card. So nice. you can't. At any point, say the Yankees choked. They didn't choke. They just can't beat better teams, which we can talk at length about why. And the answer starts with Aaron and ends with Boone. And, no, and management. When, 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 not if, when Tampa and, and the Dodgers collide. It, it's yeah. funny because you, you're going to have fans on either side of the aisle claiming a victory. The small market teams will see, see, we can do it without spending money. Right. And Dodgers, who have the most payroll, are going to be like, see, spend in the right places, spend on the right players, and you fucking win. Either way, it's a win for baseball. The only losers are Pirates fans because they, and maybe Royals fans. Like, I see I it a lot. Who Pirates are? I don't know that team. I, uh, I see it a lot from those two teams because they're really, really convinced. Like, small market, it just can't, like, the Yankees just ruin everything. And the Dodgers, I don't know why the Dodgers don't get included as much, but they don't. But Dodgers ruin everything. Yeah. And this would is just such an F you to small market teams, man. Like the Rays of all teams, they don't even have a fan base. They barely have a stadium. And they're, they're going to go to the World Series again for the second time in 12 years, uh, 13 years. And they're going to face the juggernaut Dodgers. I don't think they're going to win. And it's not because of payroll. It's just I think the Dodgers have a better team. But imagine if they did. I could see them. And I'll, I'll save those thoughts for the, the preview show. But I, I think they could beat them. Could, yeah. I mean, like I said, the Rays, automatically, you are a bad matchup if you face the Rays. Their run prevention is that good. Their defense is that good. It's, just, it's very similar to me, like in football against the Patriots. The Patriots will not beat themselves ever. <laughs> they don't beat themselves. Right. They, don't make, they, don't, they don't have a lot of turnovers. They don't make bad decisions. 
you can beat the Patriots and you can beat the Rays, but you have to beat them. The Rays aren't going to make a costly error. They're not going to make a bad pitch. They're not going to have a bad game plan. You have to beat them. And that's what makes them so tough. I agree. So we uh, raise up 2-0. They're off to a good start. Braves about to get underway here with the uh, Dodgers here. Game one of that series for the NLCS. Again, this is the other thing I don't like. I love it with three games. Five games to me is a stretch, but it was doable with no off days. Seven games with no off days is an absolute crime to the integrity of the sport. It's brutal. That's not fair. Um, It's not fair to the bullpen. That's how guys get hurt, man. Yeah, gonna, uh, which, by the way, adva- advantage raised there <laughs> for this series. You're going to see a, a, a guy come out of the bullpen at some point, maybe three days in a row. That's that's a big ask. I don't care how much money someone is making. That doesn't include the warm-up pitches. That doesn't include, you know, yeah. how many pitches you pitched the night before, how would you sleep, how you feel. That's a, You're asking a lot of these players. So I, I'm not a fan of a seven-game series, you know, every day on the schedule. Yeah, it, it's it's ridiculous, and it's not even necessary. They're already in a bubble. Yeah. So why why do we have to speed this up and just give them a day off in the exactly. bubble? So, yeah, I don't like that. I'm certainly not expecting that to continue next year, although I would love it for a three-game right. series. Which is why they went where they went, so they can avoid a rain delay or whatever, you know. Yeah, I, you're never going to have a – like, the, the schedule is not going to be backed up. No one's going to get COVID. So what is this enormous rush in the seven-game series? You can't give them a freaking day off after game three? They want to hurry up and let the NFL, uh, you know, do what they do. Yeah, just silly. Just a weird decision. So, yeah, we had a lot to clean up as far as the playoffs go, if it's going to be something like this in the future. Um, But otherwise, I think the postseason has been pretty good, especially on the AL side. That White Sox A series was good. Yankees Rays was good. Um you know, a Yankees Indians game two at least was a classic, classic baseball game. And outside, uh, it's been, uh, I mean, Cardinals Padres was a really good series. Other than that, we haven't really had Cardinals, Cardinals anything yet. is a snooze fest. I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, they weren't the exciting part, but the Padres like beating the shit out of them in a comeback in game two was good. That was a good game. Yeah, um, I don't, I don't, I don't. Cardinals brand of baseball is just boring. It is. It's weird because they should be a little like the Rays. The Rays yeah. What's weird about the Rays is that they don't have anyone who the, who's going to like you know be a lightning bolt for ratings. But like it's very enjoyable. It's very enjoyable to watch them play. It's not enjoyable to watch the Cardinals play baseball. They're boring at everything. The city's like boring and the fans are boring. It's like watching paint dry. I just yeah. have no desire. Even like the most excitable guy and, and Yadier Molina, he's just in St. Louis. You're like, eh, whatever. Yeah. It's weird. It's weird. Out, there's nothing sexy about the Cardinals. The Rays have nothing. Rays are like that woman who like, she's not sexy, but she's so cute. It kind of makes her sexy. That's like what the Rays are to me. Like they, they're still really attractive, even though they might only be like a six. Uh, So I don't understand. Super, super duper random. I brought up uh, Molina. I think he's going to be a fantastic manager one day. Uh, I mean, he's got all the, yeah, he's a, he's a smart player and he's a catcher. That already is half the battle. Fiery. He can relate to the players. You got a team full of Latin players. He's going. Uh, to yeah, speak Spanish. That he's going to be held to manager. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and speaking of management, let's finish up there. 
Rick Renteria, I guess not surprising to White Sox fans from the look of it, but surprising, I think, to most of baseball. He leads the White Sox to the playoffs. They overachieved by all accounts, and then he gets fired. I mean, I, I gave him credit earlier in, the, in you know a couple shows ago. I was saying how he was able to balance that lineup of veterans and, and young guys and how he did a good job and how I thought he should be the, the, the manager of the year, you know? Yeah. And uh, we get this news, which means you get one of two guys – almost assured one of two guys that again end up going there, which proves our point that people are getting penalized for cheating and they're not being really being penalized. Yeah. It's no one even wasted time. The Tigers had already expressed interest too. No one wasted time and even pretending like they cared about a rumor, which made a little sense of Marcus Tim's going to Detroit to manage them. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I would. I have no love lost if Marcus Sims leaves the Yankees. I don't I think he's I, he's bad. I, I just thought it made a lot of sense. Yeah, that'd be good. I mean, good for him too. He deserves a shot. Um, he's done statistically a good job for the Yankees. I just that's not he, the way I want to go. I I have some issues. I, I I would complain, but he's you know he's made some guys better hitters, and that's what you want your guys to do. Yeah. I mean, I think his strengths are also his weaknesses. He's taken guys like Luke Voigt, Gio Urshela, and turned them into fantastic – Mike Talkman, he turned them into fantastic players. But then he's also kind of like lobotomied these it. guys. Not only that, what happens what – what I've noticed with those guys is he makes them good players. And when the league adjusts to them, they haven't quite figured out how to adjust back. That's my biggest problem is he can't get guys out of slumps, yeah. which is weird. You know, I, I think back to the Yankees of, of yesteryear in the 90s. They might have slumped for like a week. Like the, the biggest slumps I remember were maybe like 25, 30 at-bats. And you have guys like Gary Sanchez slumped for seasons. <laughs> His entire season was a slump. Seasons. Yeah. And it's that thing, like when Gary Sanchez came on, he was hitting everything. And you know what? The league adjusted to him. They started throwing him that breaking ball outside. Mm-hmm. And for, yeah, Gary Sanchez can close his eyes and run into 30 home runs, but at what cost? So, you know, you got to make those adjustments back if you're going to be in a, you know, an elite player in this league. Yeah, I, I think I, I've seen a lot of interest for the White Sox and A.J. Hinch. So if he gets hired, not a surprise. My other choice, I think Joey Cora, Joey Cora does make a lot of sense because he's already in that organization. It'd be very weird to hire his brother when Joey Cora has been in that organization forever and has coaching experience. Uh, so it's either Joey or AJ over there. Either one of those. It, it's a good hire on paper. I just, it's just not, not Alex Cora. Huh? Not Alex Cora. I think Alex Cora is going back to the Red Sox. I really, they kind of left that door open when they fired him. Well, and Joey Cora is with Pittsburgh, isn't he? He was with the White Sox. No, at, no, I remember, Joe, I'm almost sure Joey Cora is with Pittsburgh. I remember him with the White Sox at some point, though. Like, he has ties to that Yeah, he, he does have ties, but I think he's with the with the Pirates. I'm trying to look now. Because yeah. um, I've been saying for a few seasons that he deserves a shot. I don't know if you know yeah. this, but they, they are the GM and the manager of the World Baseball Classic Puerto Rico team. I knew that about Alex. I didn't know Joey was also involved. Yes, he was. Okay. Um... Yeah, I it's I can't seem to find it. But um I know he was either like a first base or a third base coach with the White Sox at some point, maybe left for a bench job to Pittsburgh, I'm not sure. But um anyway, it would be weird if the White Sox hired Alex. I think though the Red Sox it's a it's a perfect ploy. They fired him and they said we'd love to work with him again. 
And then they hired Ron Renicky. What's that? He's managing the Pittsburgh double A team since 2016. Okay. So he's getting his actual management experience. So yeah, I mean, his time is, is up there. Um, That's a pretty cool name. He manages the Altoona curve. Yeah. Oh, good old Altoona. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm uh, 90% sure Alex Alex is going to go back to the Red Sox. This year. Ron Reneke is like the definition of a rental, and uh, and he served his suspension, and now he gets to usher in this next phase of the Red Sox. He got the can. What's that? Said he got the can. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they get to re-cheat over there. So, yeah. the, the, you know, that's what I think. Now, the other interest, Sandy Alomar Jr., I got turned on to him throughout this postseason. Um, that's a guy, Yankees haven't said one thing or another with Boone. I lean towards they'll probably keep him to piss me off. I, I did call Sandy Alomar a long time ago. You did. That would be a great fit. People like asking because we hate Boone so much who would replace him. Uh, Buck Showalter and Sandy Alomar Jr. right off the bat <laughs> would be fine with me. I like Sandy more than Buck for various reasons, but either Joe one Girardi. of them would do a better job. Joe Girardi. Yeah, Girardi I, too. You know, it's funny. He may be out of a job. I know that sounds hilarious. He just got that job, but they just fired their GM. Most GMs want to bring in their own guy. Yeah, it's a good so point. I, I can see a situation where Joe Girardi is looking for a job. I I think Brian Cashman would have to get fired. <laughs> yeah, There's no way. Cashman's not going to eat crow on that one. No, he, he won't backtrack on that. Um, and we'll get to the Yankees in another show. I, I think we can probably spend an entire show talking about the direction that team should go. Um, but nothing one way or another as far as Aaron Boone. It is worthy to point out he is on the hot seat. He's entering a walk here, and the Yankees just got eliminated. So who's right. uh, we'll have to see on that. But anyway – so that's where we're at. We've got Rays, Astros. Rays already off to a quick 2-0 lead. Astros, bats missed inexplicably have fallen apart again. And then you've got Braves, Dodgers underway now. Game one, NLCS. Henry, by the time we come back, it's the World Series. <laughs> so there we go. And we started, um, this, we started this year with people saying there would be no baseball. We did. And next week is our World Series show. Jacob thinks Boone stays. I actually agree with him against my I better judgment. I just responded to that. I, I sadly think he's correct. I think that Luke Voigt also won't get treated, even though he really, really should. And it makes so okay. much sense. Yeah, I agree. So, we'll yeah, see. Look, he's been the best first baseman in New York, so maybe the Mets could use him. Yeah. Hey, they need an upgrade over there, so that makes sense. Uh, next week, World Series preview. We will talk about the ALCS matchups. We'll also talk about the World Series teams. After that, we're heading into the offseason. So if you want to get some live baseball and highlights and whatnot, now is the time to jump on. Join us next week, Monday, 7 p.m. Eastern time for Dong City. Tomorrow, you have the Audible, 7 p.m. Uh, Tuesdays, total bases is pretty consistently now Sunday mornings, I believe. Yep. Um, that is our analytics podcast. I've been told to say it's analytics, not fantasy baseball. They do more than fantasy baseball. It is an analytics podcast. So if you want I'm kind of deeper sure dives, they do a great job. I haven't gotten a official word, Jacob. Correct me, please. I believe Baller's Life is going to be doing a finals uh, show this week. So um, if they do, it will be in Baller's Life. If you are not in Baller's Life, get your ass to Baller's Life. Look at the Doris Burke section. We did have some fun with the banter we have and, and definitely hit that button. Also, something we need to get going, and I'm going to start doing it at the beginning of the show. 
most of the streams from this show come up in our exclusive baseball life, but we do put it on YouTube. I look at the views and it looks pitiful because everyone is watching live. So hit that subscribe button. When you hit that button, it'll alert you when you see our pretty faces back on the TV screen and you'll get an update and then you can keep watching every show going forward. So thank you guys. Yeah, and absolutely, especially when football interferes with our show here on Mondays. Now, I know you haven't watched it, so go back and watch it either on YouTube or obviously we put this up in the announcements as well. So that's going to do it for this edition of Donk City. Uh, it has been a pleasure. We will be back next Monday, 7 p.m. Eastern time, Audible tomorrow, 7 p.m. Football Life. This has been Donk City. Have a great night. Donk City, bitches. <laughs>